Hello and welcome to Ascending Olympus, the Edge of the Crowds Olympics and Paralympics podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and with me tonight, I have Jess. So Jess, how are you tonight? Good. It, it feels a bit bittersweet. This is all over. It's been a fantastic um, Olympic tournament, but sadly, we everything has to come to an end. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you, but I feel like Beijing 2022 has just flown by. Um, yeah, obviously we are at the end now, um, but there's still plenty to talk about, so we will get uh, into it. We'll start with the cross-country skiing because that was the event today where we are, we had some Australians competing. Uh, so we had Jessica Yeaton and Casey Wright both competing in the uh, event, which was the women's 30-kilometre mass start freestyle. And so they were really flying the flag for Australia on the last day of competition. Uh, however, Jessica Yeaton finished in 43rd and Casey Wright finished in 56th place um, out of a field of 65, but 60 of those people uh, finished the race. Um, the five of them were either um, did not finishes or um, I think one of them got lapped, so um, was out of the race because of that. But Yeaton finished with a time of uh, one hour, 37 minutes and 6.1 seconds, which was 12 minutes and 12.1 seconds away from the gold medalist, um, but she did maintain the same sort of steady pace and positions from start to finish. So that was nice to see. And then Casey Wright finished with a time of one hour, 44 minutes, 19.9 seconds, which was 19 minutes and 25.9 seconds away from first place. And she actually did edge her way up the field a few places from where she started the race. So that was really good to see as well. But speaking of the gold medalist, it was Therese uh, Johorg of Norway. She finished with a time of one hour, 24 minutes and 54 seconds. She finished second in the event in 2014, but this is her fourth ever gold medal. Uh, she won one previous to these Olympic Games, but she's won three at these Olympic Games now. She did win the 10-kilometre classical, the 15-kilometre skiathlon, and obviously this, the 30-kilometre mass start freestyle. She's one of three women at these Olympic Games, along with biathlete Marta Roiseland and speed skater Irene Schutten to win three gold medals, which is an amazing achievement for her uh, to win three gold medals, but also be up there in terms of how much uh, she's able to achieve at these games and has shown that she's been able to achieve at these games to be up there with those, uh, you know, athletes that are also at the top of their game. Absolutely. All of them are incredible and have a really successful Olympics and all of them should be really proud of themselves. Uh, just going through the other medalists we have in second place winning silver was Jesse Diggins of the USA who finished one minute 43.4 seconds um, behind Joe Hogg. Uh, she came seventh in the event last time it was run in 2018. And then in bronze, we have Kurtu Niskanen of Finland, who finished two minutes and 33.3 seconds away from first place. Um, and she finally found the podium as well. She finished fourth uh, when she last ran in this event in 2014. And the uh, defending gold medalist wasn't in this race, but the defending silver medalist was. That was Krista Parmak. Kovsky of Finland. She finished this event in 10th place, uh, three minutes, 41 seconds behind uh, Joe Hogg of Norway. So, um, you know, obviously really good to see her still in the race, but obviously we have a completely new sort of podium finish in the 30 kilometer mass start freestyle, which is really good to see. But we will move on now 
and we will look at the alpine skiing. Uh, we had the mixed team parallel finals today. Uh, so we had the big final, which was between Austria and Germany, and Austria took that final out. So Austria had a team of Katharina Troop, Stefan Brennsteiner, Katharina Leensberger, and Johanna Strolls. Um, so there was obviously 14, four people in each team, and they each have a run uh, against an opponent of the other team. And at the end of the four runs, uh, the score was 2-2 to, you know, between Austria and Germany. And so they had to go on a time difference and Austria were declared the gold medalists based on the time difference. They had a plus uh, 0.19 second time difference to Germany. So really close. Um, I think that Germany might have been a little bit undone by uh, run three. So it, they had Emma Asia as a DNF. Um, so, you know, potentially Germany could have got a bit closer in terms of that time difference as well, but um, some really good runs and really good times from people on both sides for that score to end up in 2-2 and have it to go to a time difference to decide it. Yeah, both teams skied really well. And let's be honest, Germany having success is not a particularly new story for this Olympics. <laughs> no, it definitely isn't. And just on that as well, uh, Austria obviously winning the gold medal in 2022. They won the silver in the event in 2018. And uh, Katharina Leensberger was a part of that team. So was Michael Matt, who wasn't in this big final, but still was a part of the Austrian uh, mixed parallel team. And so they were in that silver medal win. So they've obviously now got a gold medal to their name. But talking about the small final as well, we had Norway who claimed the bronze, which meant that the USA ended up in fourth place. And similar to the big final as well. And so after the four runs of that small final the score was locked at 2-2 um, and Norway were eventually declared the bronze medalists over the USA even though they did have a DNF in that final fourth run uh, Timon Haugen of Norway um, had a DNF so I mean yeah I think for the USA's fourth competitor which was River Radamus um, you know they got a 24.04 second run there and the time difference was only 0.42 so Norway won the bronze medal on a time difference of plus 4.42 over the USA so really um, I think that you know anything could have happened on that final run especially when Haugen uh, was a DNF and Radimus sort of you know had to make up a little bit of time. Yeah and I think that just continues the story that I think you, the USA alpine skiing has had this whole time which has just been a lot of bad luck and not many results. Yeah, okay. So Norway claimed their second straight bronze medal in the event. Uh, all different athletes from last time as well. But we'll move on now to the bobsleigh. And we had the four-man bobsleigh. We had heats three and four today, finishing off the event. And Germany grabbed the top two spots on the podium. What, what a surprise. Germany wins a sliding medal. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a surprise to no one. So, so we saw Francesco Friedrich uh, joined by Thorsten Margis, Candy Bauer and Alexander Schuller in the bobsled. Um, he claimed first place, so the gold medal. And then fellow German um, bobsledder Johannes Lochner, uh, he was joined by Florian Bauer, Christopher Weber and Christian Rusp in his sled. Uh, he won the silver medal. 
Canada's Justin Cripps, who was joined by Ryan Sommer, Cam Stones and Benjamin Cokewell in the sled, won bronze. But Friedrich finished the event with a combined time of 3 minutes 54.30 seconds, which was 0.37 seconds in front of Lochner and 0.79 seconds in front of Cripps. And so Germany weren't actually that far off a clean sweep of the podium here because they were only 0.06 away from getting bronze as well with Christoph Hafer's team coming forth only by that short margin. Yeah, that's right. It really could have been a podium sweep, which um, wouldn't have been a surprise at all either. But uh, yeah, especially in terms of Friedrich, um, he obviously set the two consecutive start records in heats one and two. So he had that hold um, and he was still around that mark today in terms of that starting time. And he picked up his best finishing heat time as well in heat three, uh, finishing the course in 58.17 seconds getting up to speeds in excess of 138 kilometres an hour, which is just crazy. And uh, Lochner, who set a track record from his heat one run through, remained in contention throughout. But even though he had a 59.30 second, even though he had a 59.30 heat four run, which placed him in fifth place among that particular heat, uh, it didn't, you know, really bring him unstuck in terms of his final finishing position. So he obviously still finished with the silver medal. And just for Germany and for especially Friedrich as well, he won the four-man bobsleigh in 2018. So he goes back to back. But as we sort of said before, he's had a really good season as well, a really good 2021-22 season. He's only lost one four-man bobsleigh sled race throughout that whole season so it just shows yeah the sort of strength that he has on this particular event and this particular sport he's also really good and um sort of continues winning the two-man bobsled races as well so um he's obviously at the top of the game and he is sort of the benchmark so you know potentially he does he uh, makes it three in a row in 2026 who knows yeah, we'll see. It's always, it's going to be something to watch as we move through this next four years. And we'll move on to the curling now because we had the women's gold medal game today. And the result of that is that Great Britain, uh, they played Japan. They won their second ever gold medal in curling, their last one coming in 2002. And so, yeah, they beat Japan today um, 10-3, uh, which is a really big result as well. Yeah, it was a pretty conclusive result and not really in doubt throughout much of the match. Yeah, well, Great Britain got off to a really good start. They got two points at the first end and then Japan um, sort of brought the score back to 2-1 at the end of the second. Um, it was a scoreless third end too before Great Britain scored another point and scored one point each in the fourth and fifth end before Japan came back with another point of their own in the sixth end. But it was that set the seventh end where Great Britain really took the game away. They scored four points and had a 8-2 lead at that point. Um, and credit to Japan as well. Like, you know, it could have been very easy to give up at that point. There were obviously three ends to go. So they were still, um, you know, able to probably, you know, get closer, I guess, in within those three ends. They did pick up the, the um, a point at the eighth end as well, which took it to 8-3 with two ends to go. But then in the ninth end, Great Britain picked up another two points. And by that stage, um, Japan sort of ceased, um, 
Japan sort of conceded defeat at that point, uh, seven points behind at that point. And um, yeah, just didn't feel like obviously that they could come back and make up that margin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seven, seven points in one end is not a realistic opportunity. <laughs> No, it's unheard of, I think. But uh, yeah, for Japan, they do improve on their 2018 result in the women's curling. They won bronze in Pyeongchang. So they've um, improved to winning a silver in Beijing now as well, which is really good for them. But obviously, I think the story of it as well is that Great Britain winning their second ever gold medal in curling and third medal overall because they did win a bronze medal um, a couple of Olympiads ago. But we'll move on to the ice hockey as well. And we will start with last night's result, which was the men's bronze medal game between Slovakia and Sweden. And Slovakia have won their first ever Olympic medal in ice hockey, claiming the bronze medal, beating Sweden 4-0. So yeah, they've, that was really impressive from them. They have looked decent recently, haven't really been super successful at international events for probably a couple of decades now, but they've clearly got a good team. Beat the US in what was probably the game of the men's tournament and then had a pretty dominant win here. 4 nothing is not an easy score. Yeah, well, you look at the um, sort of results and especially throughout the group stages too because Slovakia only won one of their three group stage games they were in group C and so to obviously get to the bronze medal game first and foremost but then to beat Sweden by four goals um, to win your first ever Olympic medal in the sport is a pretty surreal achievement um, just to show sort of how they were able to progress throughout the playoff stages I guess yeah, it's a huge, huge upset, but also I think this tournament was also interesting with once again not having NHL players. So I think that did weaken the USA and Canada, who we both saw got knocked out in the quarterfinals and did help a lot of those smaller teams a bit more. So, but congratulations to them. It was a really impressive run and well-deserved bronze. Yeah, that's right. And so it was after a the first period, it was nil all, but then uh, Slovakia got on the board in the second period with two goals and then sort of confirmed the result in the third period with another two goals as well. But we'll move on to the gold medal game that was played today, and that was between Finland and the ROC. And just like Slovakia um, winning their first ever Olympic medal in ice hockey, Finland won its first ever gold medal in ice hockey with a 2-1 win over the ROC. Yeah, that was, they'll be really happy about that. They've looked decent for a few world championships now and they they won the world championships in 2019 and this is probably now their greatest moment of winning an Olympic gold and all the players deserve it. I think especially um, Marco Antela who started this tournament in COVID protocol and has really for a number of years now put that team on his back in a lot of key moments. So unfortunately, what looked like a goal to him didn't end up getting credited to him, but I think he was one of the outstanding players from this, this match. Yeah. yeah, and obviously Finland went through the whole tournament undefeated as well, um, which was really good. And they were on the back foot in this final early too because the ROC did score first in the, four, in the first period through Mikhail uh, Grigorenko. 
you know, he scored uh, within eight minutes of the first period. So Finland were on the back foot, but they came back with a goal each in the second and third period. And yeah, also, I mean, they are the only team this Olympics with a medal in both men's and women's ice hockey. So it's a good, good time to be a Finnish ice hockey fan. <laughs> um, yeah, and the only other time Finland has made it to a gold medal game in the men's ice hockey was in 1988 and 2006, and they uh, won silver medals in both of those. So um, it was a really good moment for Finland and ice hockey in Finland um, to finally get that breakthrough and win that made an ice hockey gold medal, like we said. Um, in terms of the Russian, uh, the ROC, um, and just in terms of a Russian Olympic team, um, they couldn't go back to back uh, after the country won its first gold medal in ice hockey in 2018. But obviously the story of this game, I think, is Finland winning their maiden ice hockey gold medal uh, with a win over the ROC. Absolutely. It was a really good moment for them. And especially, I think, credit to as well their goalkeepers, especially Harry Sato, who was goalkeeper for almost all those games and was one of the best players this tournament for the men and before we wrap up this episode uh, we are recording before the closing ceremony which is on later tonight and so i reckon jess we just might predict uh what we think might come out of this uh closing ceremony and saying farewell to beijing 2022 i think as always it's going to be a lot more relaxed than the opening ceremony is, I think, just a bit of fun, a bit of celebration of the Olympics and of Chinese culture and a time for the athletes to celebrate their achievements. Absolutely. And I think going off about the showcasing Chinese culture, I think, uh, like in South Korea, they had some special appearances by pop stars, name, namely EXO, uh, performing at the closing ceremony. So... I reckon it's possible uh, based on Beijing 2022's promotional material for these games that one Yibo, uh, who dropped the theme song for these games with a song called Flying Winter, um, it's very possible that that gets performed tonight at the closing ceremony, which I think would be really cool. Quite possibly. It's pretty normal for these closing ceremonies to have at least one musical performer, so that wouldn't be that unusual whatsoever. Yeah, and I think that we should also mention that Australia, um, their closing ceremony flag bearer is Sammy Kennedy Sim. Um, so she's been selected to be the flag bearer for Australia. Um, she performed in the women's ski cross. She's a three-time Olympian. And yeah, she finished uh, eighth overall, uh, her second, second consecutive top eight finish in the women's ski, ski cross event at an Olympic Games. And so I think that she is a very deserving, um, you know, member of the team um, and obviously to be awarded the chance to fly the flag um, inside the stadium for the closing ceremony. I think with all the medalists who have already left Beijing, they're only really her and Philip Bellingham still in Beijing who have been to three or more games. So... I think she was a very unsurprising choice. Yeah, absolutely. And we might wrap up the episode there and obviously look forward to the closing ceremony. Uh, Jess, 
if people want to look for you on social media, where should where could they find you? So I'm on Twitter at underscore Jessica Ross. That is at underscore J-E-S-S-I-K-A-R-O-S-S. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Jace Herbs. You've been listening to Ascending Olympus. You can find Ascending Olympus on both Twitter and Instagram at Ascending Ollie Pod. Ascending Olympus is part of the Edge of the Crowd network. You can find Edge of the Crowd at Edge of the Crowd on both Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As this is the last day of Beijing 2022, this does wrap up our daily Ascending Olympus podcast, but we will be back to you uh, on our regular nights of Thursday at 7.30pm with new weekly episodes. So until then, please join us and we will catch you next time.